what can I say? It is 2020, y'all. And for band heads, it's, it's, it's a rough time. I mean, we've got this pandemic going on. Everybody's working from home, although that may not be a bad thing, depending on your situation. But, I mean, I just can't believe that there is no football and, worst of all, no HBCU band. Like, what part of the game is this? I mean, I never would have thought that it would come a time where there is no HBCU band going on in my life on a Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening. It's so weird. But anyway, um, you know, I'm just struggling as a band head. And um, the reason why I wanted to do this podcast, this was a project that I actually planned to do after I finished school. I wanted to wait until after I finished school. So I wouldn't have that in the way. And, you know, what I wanted to do was I wanted to talk to people who experienced HBCU band um, because I think it's just really interesting to hear stories of people who've marched in HBCU bands and different bands than me and different eras than me that have had different experiences that I've had. And, you know, I just really think, and not to be too cheesy for those of you all who um, followed the fifth quarter when it was alive and kicking, but I really did want to help um, protect our history and preserve the craft of HBCU bands. So I thought about putting together a podcast where I just got to talk to band heads about their experiences and uh, what way the way to kick it off um, this series is to talk to somebody who knows me the best. And um, that's actually my mother. So my mom and dad, if you all aren't aware, they actually met um, marching in A&T's band. Um, all three of us went to North Carolina A&T. Um, my parents met in the band. Um, my dad was band president at one time. My mom was band secretary. And, you know, they marched in the 60s. And they helped to form the, I don't know if there's, another HBCU band that had an alumni band earlier than 1976, but they helped to um, form one of the first, if not the first HBCU alumni bands when they got together in 76 and um, marched. And they actually ended up marching in the band at A&T, the alumni band at A&T for 40 consecutive years. They decided to just wrap it up after year 40 because they did 40 consecutive years they did not miss so you know this is very much the majority of my life that's all i've known of them um you know i grew up listening to stories of when my parents were marching and some of the experiences that they went through and i just really think it's important to preserve this history just so we can know what it was like back in the day because I think one of the things that frustrates me about this newer generation of bandheads, and I, I don't want to be that person that like is a hater to the younger generation. That's not my intention, but I think, you know, younger people have short term memories when it comes to their bands. Like if they haven't experienced it themselves and maybe somebody that might be four or five years older than them, they, they kind of act like it doesn't exist and 
it's just really important for me to capture um, those experiences um, of of folks that marched back in the day, and and to just talk to people who've marched not just in the '60s like my parents, but through different areas, what, what it's like for them to be, you know, the only woman in a mostly male section or, you know, just, just different kinds of experiences. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and kick off this podcast with a conversation that I had with my mom several months ago. I just wanted to know about her experiences marching at A&T with my dad and um, so without further ado, here's my mom, Zenobia Walker. I have my mom, uh, Zenobia Walker, who marched for North Carolina A&T in the 60s. She marched from, what was it, mom, 64 to 65. 65. Sorry, my bad, my bad, my bad, okay, <laughs> 65 to, to 69. And the reason why I wanted to talk to you was because you know, I grew up listening to, hearing stories about how you and dad um, were in the band together in college, and I just wanted to know what it was like marching back then, because, you know, it's 2019, a lot of things have changed in the band world. So, um, let's see. So, Mom, can you tell me a little bit about, like, why why you chose to go to A&T and kind of how you got there? Well... I had heard the band play before, and I wanted to—I uh, just wanted to be a part of it because they sounded so good, and they looked so good. I had seen and heard them, and they just looked good, and I just wanted to be a part of that. And so, Mom, okay, just let me just back up a little bit. So, Mom is from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. That's her hometown, and you played the trumpet at first, right? I did. I did. That was my instrument, like, from seventh grade to, what, maybe eleventh grade. Okay. So what made you want to switch in the twelfth grade? Like, what happened? Well, what happened uh, in high school, we needed, we had quite a few trumpet players, but we didn't have any French horn players, or had maybe one or two. And so we needed, there was a need for French horn players, so I decided to try that instrument, and I liked it. Okay, cool, cool. So, all right, so you said um, you just saw them being that Winston-Salem is about 30 minutes from Greensboro where, where Auntie is. And um, so what was it like your, your first band camp? Did, did you know anybody? Did anybody from your high school um, march there already that you knew? What was that like? Well, actually, my first band camp was like the sophomore year instead of the freshman year, because when I first went in, in the beginning, you know, as a freshman, I was sort of reluctant to to go out and join the band. Mm -hmm. I was not notified that we had a band camp or anything like that, you know, before Mm -hmm. that freshman, before that, you know, that freshman year. So I would just like sit in the dorm and watch the band go by, and I was kind of, I guess I was scared or not confident enough to go out and join the band, but I knew at some point I had to join the band because I was a music major. And either you had to either be in the choir as a music major or the band. Okay. So I guess I just had to, you know, finally. So you didn't march your freshman year? I did march my freshman year, but I marched without having band camp. Oh, okay. Okay. I marched without having band camp. 
I mean, when I was in school and everything, and when the band, you know, I we didn't I didn't have band camp before before okay. being a freshman. Okay. So do do you remember any of the songs that you played? Like, were you all playing like Motown since that was the top forty of its day? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what? What? <laughs> no, I'm 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 trying to remember what we were playing. I oh, you know what, my dad. Let me let me back up a little bit and say that. Okay, to everybody who's listening, my, my parents met in Auntie's band, and I remember my dad telling me that um, y'all played. Was it Martha and the Vandellas Heat Wave? I oh, think yeah, Dad yeah, remembers yeah, telling yeah, me. Yeah, I remember with that. So. Yeah, I guess we we're we're playing some Motown stuff. Okay, so did you play a lot of marches, like like Sousa marches and stuff? Oh yeah, now I, I do remember that we played a lot of John Philip Sousa. Oh yeah, played a lot of that. Okay, okay, okay. So, you know, you marched for four years. You were a music major and everything. Could you talk to me about some memories that might have stood out to you? Like, do you have any games that? You know, you'll never forget. Like, I'll never forget when you played so-and-so-and-so. Do and so and so. you remember? Mm, games, you say? When we played games? You mean the football? Well, I mean, yeah, the like, were there any ma- matchups, any performances or any matchups against other bands? Do you remember that happening? Mm, let me see. I always remember that Virginia State was a big matchup because and they were so good during that time. Okay. Uh, that was the one that really stood out because we had some some stuff going on with Virginia State. I remember playing Norfolk State. Okay. Uh, and of course Central. We always played Central and Winston Salem State. Also Winston Salem State. That was a big matchup. Okay. Okay. So do you remember anything? You said that Virginia State's band was really good. Like, do you remember anything? In particular, did, were they just bigger? Were they did they have a really good sound? Like what was going on with them? They were just good all around. But what really stood out was their percussion session, section. They were mm-hmm. really good. I remember them so well. They were they were very good. Mhm, mhm. Okay. Uh, let's talk about uh, the director. So you had um, Dr. Carlson, and he was Prof. the director. Oh, oh, sorry, Prof. Carson. And um, tell me about him. Like, what was his personality like? Oh, he was a uh, he was to me. He, I think he was kind of hyper. <laughs> he was mm-hmm. kind of hyper guy. Uh, but he was really, really good. He was from the University of Michigan. He had finished A and T and then did grad work at the University of Michigan. And so that's where we kind of adopted our uniform styles from, with the cross belt and the buckle and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, but he was very good. I thought he was a, a very good band director. Did he, he have a mean streak? Kind of, sorta. I remember, uh, you know, during the spring of the year, we would go out because the plots, the uh, fraternity plots, were were very close to the band room. So we would sneak. Well, it was during concert season. We would sneak over to the plots to see the, you know, to see the. Uh, Pledges, and he would come out of the band room with his with his uh, grade book, 
roll book, and he would look for the band members because the band room was very skimpy. A lot of us had, had gone, you know, to watch. We were going to watch, mm-hmm. watch them a step and then go to band practice. So he would come out with his grade, with his roll book, and if he would see you, he would give you demerits. And the demerits counted against you for the end of the year in terms of your band uh, uh, award because we got awards, you know, every year for doing the right thing. <laughs> Okay. Like the freshman year, you got like a liar, you know, that just can sew on a sweater or a jacket or something like that. And then after the freshman year, the sophomore year, you got a sweater with the liar already on it and your name. So, you know, it was stuff like that. But he would always come out. and he, I never got caught because I knew he was coming, and I would kind of be looking at him and watching the pledges, and I never got caught. I would run and hide like a lot of the others of us did because <laughs> that was not good to get caught. <laughs> you know what's funny? You know what's funny is that the same thing happened to me when I was at A and T. Um, in the summer, I would skip concert um, symphonic band practice, and I would watch the the fraternities and sororities come out. And I remember, you know, Dr. Hodge. He was he super he was super tall. He's like six four, six five, or something like that. And so I think the fact that I was short gave me an advantage because I kind of like ducked behind people. I, I remember that. But um, <laughs> that is something that we both did basically the same thing. But we wanted to see that, and we could not. And it, you know, we that was that was important to us to see yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Here he comes with his roll book. So oh well, yeah, we had to hide. So did you ever get in trouble while you were in the band? I got in trouble one time. I think it was my sophomore year. What happened was during spring break. We would go on tour, like the brass ensemble and all that. I was the only girl in the brass ensemble, by the way. The brass ensemble and the the male chorus would go on tour. So one time, uh, it was time for us to go go away or whatever, and I decided that I said, and I told the other two French horn players who were guys, that I said, I'm not going to play. I'm going home. I want to go home for spring break, and and they – Guys agreed to do the same thing, and when we came back, our scholarship was taken from us. Oh Lord! So we ran over to t- to see Mr. Carson to see what in the world is going on, because you know we needed that little money. And that's when he told us that we, you know, said you all left and you were supposed to be here to perform and blah 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 blah. And uh, mm-hmm. but then I, I called home to let them know that I needed X amount of money because my money was short because I had lost my band scholarship, and then he gave it back to us. Oh, wow. He did wow. give it back to us because I said, I'm not going to play another note. <laughs> <laughs> but he gave it back to us. So, so let's talk good. about the, the brass ensemble. So um, do you remember, and this could be either from brass ensemble or just any games you went to as a member of the marching band. What were, what were your trips like? Like what, what places did you go as a member of the band and what were the trips like? Okay, in the band, we would look forward to going to either Norfolk to play Norfolk State or Petersburg to play uh, Virginia State. And we also went to Morgan, go to, went to Baltimore to play Morgan. We went to um, Princess Anne, Maryland to play the University of Maryland Eastern Shore. So we looked forward to those trips. We thought we were really doing something to go get on the bus and go there, you know, which wasn't very far, but to us it was, you know, oh, happy day. So we had a lot of fun on the trips, and we would always leave at, go, to, go to those places and leave at midnight. And a lot of the schools that we went to, to you know, like Norfolk or Virginia State or whatever, they would give a, have a dance after the game, and we would stay and, you know, enjoy the dance and stuff. And then at 12 o'clock we had to get back on the bus to go back to Greensboro. So those were a mm-hmm. lot of good, you know, fun days. Um, 
we when we would stop at the uh we would stop at bus station at the like in Richmond at bus station to use the restroom and stuff and go in and buy you know candy and stuff like that. So that mm-hmm. was you know we began to look forward to that. Those away trips we thought were you know all that. And you said I remember you telling me um a few years back about how you guys went to New England. Oh, no, we went to the New England states. Okay. You mean, now this was the brass ensemble when I okay. was the only girl. Okay, and excuse me, we went to, we went to Rhode Island, we went to uh, Connecticut, you know, st- places that I never would have, I had never been, and I, uh, I'm thankful that I had an opportunity to go with the brass on summer, but I was the only girl, and everybody, all the other males were in there. But it was one one thing that was good was my boyfriend at the time was in. Meaning my dad. He, yeah, <laughs> he was uh, he was a part of the brass on summer, although he was not a music major. He was a part of the brass on summer, so I was kind of happy with that because I was had to, uh, an opportunity to spend time with him and sit with him on the bus and all of that, you know. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, went to New York and Rhode Island and Connecticut and on up like that. You know. mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So what were some of your favorite songs? And do you remember, like, uh, concert selections you've done? Or tell me what what that was like. I loved concert band. I think even maybe more than marching band. I just love playing serious music. But I can't remember... I can't remember. A dedicatory over to, I remember us playing that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. you got to remember, now, Christy, this was like 50 years ago. I know. It's literally 50 <laughs> years ago. And I don't expect you to have the answer to everything. I just wanted, you know, to, for you to talk, you know, just about the good memories. Man of La Mancha, I remember that. I love that. And I just loved the French horn parts of all, you know, everything that we did. Okay. You know, I like that a lot. So, you know, I do know that it was 50 years ago, but if you could if you could go back and change anything, like would you change anything about your experience in the band or, um, yeah, if you could talk about that maybe? Uh, I'm trying to think if I would change anything. Probably not in the – in the marching band, probably not, because we had we had a really really good time. Uh, you know, we used to have to practice uh, regardless of the weather, unless it was you know, of course, thunder and lightning, they wouldn't have us on the field. But we would have to be out there if it rained. I mean, it could be pouring down rain, and we still had to go to practice because we were told, <clears throat> excuse me, that it did not rain on the band; it rained through the band. So we had to be on that practice field regardless and uh, march to and from the band room and it was always a parade going to and from the band room because the students would line up on both sides of the street to watch us as we marched to the practice field and they were there they would come back to watch us when we marched came back from the practice field so it was like a parade every day going to to and from band practice so okay i kind of okay. like that yeah yeah so you know all those people like out uh by uh what what building is that uh, by where the bookstore used to be, people would line up all through there to and, watch and you. And on, on the side of Harrison Auditorium as well, because we would okay. come up that hill. And I used to get so mad at your dad, my my boyfriend, now my husband, 
because he was like the guy right on the front row with the trombone, and he would mm-hmm. take us up that hill. You know, we had to keep up with him. All the lines had to keep up with him, and he would just like, it's like I felt like he was running up the hill, and we would be saying, slow down, slow down, but he wouldn't. He would just take us on up the hill, and we were so tired because once we got up to the top of the hill, we had to make this turn and go to the band room, and then we'd have to punch in. Mm-hmm. And we were already tired, you know. Yeah, well, Dad has long legs anyway. Yeah, and he was a guy, right. And I remember being, he was a section leader. I was a section leader. He was president of the band, and I was secretary of the band during the time he was president. I didn't realize you were secretary. I was. um, Oh, okay, okay. And at the end of the year, at the end of the season, you all got those um, sweaters, or was that like after three years or something? No, no, we got a sweater at the end of the second year with with your name on it and the band liar. Okay. End of your second year. You see, the okay. first year you just got the liar, and then the third year you got a, another sweater, but it had like two stripes on the sleeve. Okay. So they okay. Added it. You know, the first sweater you got just had the liar and your name, but the second one you got had the two stripes, which indicated you were a junior year in March. You know, two years, and this was your junior year, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's how that's how they did it. And then your senior year, you got a pen, got a really nice pen. I think I still have that pen. Oh, and I have yet to see that. I haven't seen that. Okay. I, think I still have that. Okay, cool. You think Dad, Dad still has his? He might. He had president on his sweater. Had his name on one side over one pocket and president over the other pocket. Okay. And I okay. had I, I had secretary. I was the secretary. Mhm. Yeah. So, um, you still keep in contact with people that you marched with? Oh, Tell me absolutely. a little bit about that. They're like my friends for a lifetime. In fact, I just saw a lot of them last weekend when we went to our 50th class reunion, and I saw a lot of the people who, you know, that marched with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've lost a lot, too, but I saw a lot, and it was just a good good fellowship seeing everybody. And we were reminiscing, talking about our days in the band and all the stuff we did, you know, that we should not have done, but... <laughs> that's just that's just the that's the growing up process, I guess. Everybody does stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because you know, I I get with my friends and I talk with them about that stuff too. And um, so hopefully I will still be around to talk about when it's my fiftieth, <laughs> um, uh-huh. and have friends that I march with, and we can tell our stories like you are telling your stories with your people. Um. All right, so, you know, I guess we're going to go ahead and wrap this up, but is there any one thing that you want to say that we haven't talked about or, you know, one, any, anything you want to get across? Well, I'm trying to think. Well, I, I, I met my husband in the band. We already said that, I think. Uh, when I came in to A&T, he was a junior, and I was a freshman, and I swept him off his feet. Oh, whatever, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was, I was a junior. And I just, I fell in love with his, his green eyes and stuff. Yeah, you know? Mom. Oh, oh, okay. Mom, Mom, Mom. Okay. Yeah. Band related, please. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just telling you, I met him in the band, you know. I, I know, Mom. <laughs> you are a trip. Anyway, okay, well, thank you for um, talking with me about this, and uh, hopefully this will be the first podcast that that I do, and um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing this with the world. (laughs) Oh, 
boy. Okay. I'll talk to you later. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, y'all, that was the first episode of the HBC Band Experience with Christy Walker. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I will be dropping some more episodes a little bit later. So just stay tuned and thank you for um, checking me out. So everybody hang in there. My band heads hang in there. Lots of love.